Hello, everyone, and welcome to Cosmic Conversations. I'm your host, Sheila Seppi, with my little trusty willow here tonight, and I want to welcome you, whether you are watching us live or if you're on replay, thank you so much for joining us. If you are watching us live and you are on YouTube, I ask that you would please hit the like and subscribe button. And if you haven't already signed up to be on our mailing list, you can go Go to thegalacticalliance.org and sign up, or you can go to the consciousawakeningnetwork.org and sign up there too. But just know that you will receive several emails every week because we don't want you to miss anything that we have going on. Now, our special guest tonight is Nicole Lanny, and my beautiful co-host will be introducing her. But first, it is my honor and privilege to introduce a wonderful lady who is my co-host for the entire month of January, and that is Nori Love. Now, many of you might recognize Nori from the broadcast team Alpha, where she serves as co-host, but did you know that Nori is a healing artist and a vibrational cord for those seeking harmonic alignment? She's also a Reiki master, a Silvers method practitioner, a transformational life coach, and as an RN, Nori coaches during the illness process or the illness that other people have as they're experiencing it with their loved ones. So Nori, I want to thank you so much for being here with us tonight. It is an honor and a privilege to have you all month. I am so, so excited. And I was wondering if you could tell people just a little bit more about yourself and about our awesome guest tonight. Oh, absolutely. I'm so happy to be here. This is so exciting. And you can find out a lot about me at my brand new website, norilove.com. Um, I've condensed everything that I do now under the term life doula and coach. And I don't want to even, I'm so excited about our guests that I don't even want to take any time about me. And I want to tell you about our guest. You know, sometimes when energy is harmoniously aligned, amazing things come from it, especially when it comes from love. And that's how this guest came into my life. She came from love. My show was coming from love. And the most amazing connection has been made. I'm so thrilled and honored to introduce to you Nicole Lani. Nicole is a nutritionist. She's a certified health coach and a functional blood work specialist. Nicole loves helping people who are frustrated with their health. She helps them heal at the cellular level through nutrition, cellular detoxing, functional blood work. I love this as a nurse. I love this so much. Um, and their nutritional DNA profiles. Nicole is the founder of Help You Get Healthy, and she's got a new program that we're going to talk about tonight. But I just want to welcome you to the show, Nicole. Thank you so much for being here with us. Welcome. Thank you so much, Nori. And thank you, Sheila. Um, it's a pleasure to meet you. Nori, I love our connection. And I was just so honored when you asked me to be a guest on this show. So I'm really looking forward to our conversation tonight. Me too. I'm so excited. And, you know, part of um, a lot of the connection um, is uh, soul to soul because 
what the work that you do, like I said earlier, I only wish that I met you eight years ago when I had black mold toxicity and the whole medical field was like, shh, we don't even say those words. We don't even speak those words. There's something else wrong with you, but you know, it might be in your head, you know, stuff like that. And you help people who have Lyme disease, who have mold illness, who have these these unseen, these readily unseen things going on in their body that the medical field is not dialed into yet. Right. And I absolutely love that about you. So I know that you came into it through your own health crisis. Do you want to talk a little bit about that before we jump in or... Sure. Um, so in 2001, I grew up in Las Vegas, of all places. And in 2001, my husband had a job transfer to California. So I didn't know a soul, you know, other than Mickey Mouse. <laughs> you know, Mickey and Minnie could have been my friends. That would have been great. Um, but I didn't know anybody in California. And I didn't know much about the areas. My prime thing was looking for a little city or town that had a good school district for my kids. That was like the super important thing for me. Um, and I felt guilty, like as a mom, sometimes you just, I was picking them up from everything they knew. And one was starting junior high and one was starting high school. And, you know, I just, it, I, and I asked a lot of questions and I visited a lot of towns, like there's, you know, town after town after town in, in California. So I found a school district actually that I really liked. And um, my husband and I talked about it and we said, oh, we're just going to rent a house for the first year just so we could get our feet kind of planted. You know, we I was so afraid to buy a house in an area I didn't know. So we rented this cute little house in Valencia, California. And little did we know um, the house had toxic mold in it. And so I had just finished chemo and my resistance was low, you know, my kids, my kids were healthy, my husband was healthy. But all of a sudden, when we were in this house, all of a sudden, um, my daughter was suddenly diagnosed with asthma. And my son was having these breakouts, these hives and skin rashes and things going on. And my husband was rushed to the hospital from work because they thought he had been exposed to something at work. Um, and he was fine. It was respiratory. Um, but I was the one at home most of the time I worked from home and I was tremendously ill. Um, they thought I had bronchitis. Then they were like, maybe it's pneumonia. And then they just couldn't put a finger on what it was. And my kids were going to a pediatrician and my husband had gone to an emergency room. So it wasn't like there were ties to tie it together. And all of a sudden the PA that was at my doctor's office, phenomenal woman had said, you don't happen to have a water leak in your house, do you? Yeah. And I was like, huh? <laughs> I said, how, how did you know that? Like I have this weird leak in our bathroom and nobody can figure out where it is. The plumbers can't figure it out. The landlord can't figure it out, you know? And she's like, well, I wonder if you have mold. And I was so offended, you guys, <laughs> coming from Vegas, coming from Vegas, it was like, what is that? Like my house is clean. <laughs> and she's like, black mold, it's very, very toxic. And, and I was like, well, how would I know that? And she's like, I really think you need to have your house tested. And my landlords at first were like, what? And finally they, and they were in the middle of a divorce. 
<laughs> so it was like I had to call the husband, then I had to call the wife. So, and I was sick, like I had this croupy, croupy cough. And when I, when I say 24 hours a day, it was 24 hours a day. And so they finally had the house tested. And sure enough, it had one of the highest stachybotrys counts they had ever seen. Wow. Yeah. And so, um, and this was getting worse and worse. So my, my doctor was, I was referred to a pulmonary doctor and he was fantastic. And he had a little bit of knowledge about mold, but he, when they ended up doing some testing, they could actually see it growing in my lungs. Wow. And so he was like, oh my goodness. So I had not one, two, but three bronchoscopies. And on the third bronchoscopy, my body was tired. I think I was mentally tired and I ended up taking a time out. I was in a coma for a little over four months. That's unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. So, so my rewakening, as I call it, my coming back to life, joining the rest of the party again, um, I had a fabulous doctor, which is why I do exactly what I do. So okay. he was amazing. So he had said to me, I said to him, you know, Dr. Thompson, what do I need to do to live? I have these two children, a husband, you know, my life, I, like I have a purpose. I don't know what it is, but there's a purpose. And he said, well, he said, you need three things to get better. He says, the first thing you need is me. And he says, I'm not saying that out of anything with ego, but he says, I put a team of about 20 doctors across the country because this is so rare that we, in a, in a PET scan, we can see where this mold is. So we need to figure out how to get it out of your body. And he said, so you need me and the team I've put together. But he says, I'm going to give you a great piece of advice. He says, I want you to always remember to hire doctors. And I love how he said hire doctors because we get mm -hmm. to choose mm -hmm. um, that will work for you. And that remember that they're humble enough that they're practicing medicine because we don't have all the answers. Yeah. And he says, you also need faith, whatever he, he this is what he said to me. I don't know if you pray to your cat or God or a rock because <laughs> like, he really, you know, they don't ask their patients this. He says, but whatever your faith is, he says, I think you're Christian based, but he says, whatever your faith is, I need you to magnify that by 10. And once you magnify that by 10 and you know that you're going to live and you have that faith, then you need to magnify that by a hundred. Yeah. And he says, you have to go in full for, you know, force knowing that you are going to live and I'm going to help you get better. And there is something bigger than us that's going to help in all of this. And he said, the third thing you need, I think you need some alternative health remedies. He says, I think we need to look out outside of this hospital. And he says, we need to put our creative heads on. And he says, I've already come up with a few things and some people who are willing to work with you to try to get you better. So I think we should put you in a hyperbaric chamber. I think we should put you with a nutritionist. I think that we should do acupuncture instead of a physical therapy. His wife was in her sixties at the time. My wife offered to take you to yoga and yeah. you can, you know, you can stretch and do things at yoga that you just can't do in physical therapy. Mm -hmm. And he said, so that would be my prescription for you is to do some things outside the box. So yeah. that's interesting that he would that, prescribe things outside the box. Exactly. So I always say he was my angel and he became a dear friend of mine. He passed away a little while ago. Um, you know, cause he was in his seventies at the time, still practicing mm -hmm. medicine. It was his passion, obviously. And, you know, I think the hyperbaric chamber is where we saw the biggest difference. 
is when I went into that and I was in that chamber, like an hour a day, every day, five days a week, then the two days off five days. And we did that for like almost six weeks. And so I think that's what really like got the majority of things, all that pure oxygen getting into my body. Um, And that's eventually why I ended up doing what I do is. what, What was the spark, Nicole? What was the spark that, I mean, now you're, you've got like this beautiful manifestation of offerings and business. What was the spark that got that started? I think the spark was really noticing that, honestly, that food heals people. Mm -hmm. And once I started realizing how much food heals, it was, and I have, I've always had this deep passion for cooking. I am constantly in my kitchen. I'm in my kitchen today. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm always in my kitchen. And I have been since I was about 10. My dad used to pay me to help cook dinner because unfortunately my mom was not a good cook. So, and I love to cook. So my dad would actually pay me to cook, cook dinners. And so (laughs) learning that food could really heal a body. And then just knowing Dr. Thompson, literally the conversations I had with him for years afterwards, um, I was like, oh my goodness, there's so many people. And, and back then it was like, AOL 2.0, you guys. <laughs> but I was still in chat rooms, like trying to see what other people, and it amazed me how many people had, you know, misdiagnoses or, or, oh, take some Prozac and you'll be fine. You don't have any mold in your body and mold can't make you sick. And, and, oh my goodness, that was this. And, and it's still the story with a lot of, a lot of, you know, practitioners, you, you hear this from, and a lot of people you hear this from. And I was like, oh my goodness. I need to give back what Dr. Thompson did for me. Like I was given this second chance for a reason and I can't waste that time. And so I think that was really the switch is where I realized like, you know, I I need to give back. Like when, when you get a second chance, what do you do with it? Because that's really what happened. So now for people that are watching that may have been recently diagnosed with mold, what do you have like, oh, this is your first step, second step. Do you have a protocol that you share with people? Because I, I can sure use that. I just had a lady yesterday that was telling me that she had been diagnosed with mold. Yeah, I absolutely have a protocol. And here's the thing with, su- with the right supplementation and the, the right supplementation, the right um, nutrition, and then doing some things outside of the box as well. Cause we want to draw those. It's, the whole thing is we've got to get those toxins out of somebody's body. You know, when mm-hmm. you think of mold as just being mycotoxins, right? We need to get those, pull those out of the body. So there's so many things that we can do on the outside. So like, you know, in a wellness center, we can definitely do foot baths and we can do infrared saunas. And, you know, there's, there's so many different modalities out there that we need to combine those with the right supplementation and the right diet. And I think it's very, matter of fact, I I just wrote a mold diet for a doctor and I'm super excited about this because there are foods that you shouldn't, shouldn't eat when you have mold exposure and people just don't realize that certain foods can exasperate what's actually going on in your body. So it's really important to know what to eat, 
when to eat, how to eat, how to fast the right way when you have mold toxicity and how to really get those toxins out of your body. What are the right binders to get them out, get it, get it out. And I, I just want to say that for anybody who wants to jump over um, split screen, you can take a peek at Nicole's website, helpyougethealthy.com. But I'm just going to be in, I'm going to put my nurse hat on for just two minutes to just to really stress the point. Stachybotrys black mold is a really great thing. It's wonderful for landfills. It helps bodies decompose when we bury them. It's a really important thing. But if you think about what it does out in the environment, then you get it in your body. Then it begins to do that in your body as well. And the only thing that I knew, because I didn't know you, was that whatever it was, I had to be stronger than it. I knew I had to starve it out. You know, I did essential oil baths, but what else? I mean, sugar is absolutely the, like the first thing that has got to go, right? Refined sugars, um, gluten. Yeah, uh, Gluten is an absolute no when you have mold exposure. Um, there's so many lectins and, and there's just so many things in, in gluten. Um, so gluten and dairy, those are the three main things. Um, so a lot of people with mold exposure, um, and parasites. I'm just going to go with and parasites yeah. as well, because yeah. I yeah. deal with a lot of parasites um, and sinuses. So I just take out my glasses for a little bit. Oftentimes those things will land in your sinus cavities here, right? And up and through here. And so dairy is such a big contributor to holding that into this area. So when you, when you leave only eating cultured dairy. You can eat a little bit of cultured dairy on a mold protocol. Um, but when you release dairy from your life, it's amazing that all of this sinus area loosens up almost immediately. Your lymphs down here, they open up immediately. So um, we want to get that those toxins out. So I know it's hard to give up dairy, gluten, and refined sugars all at one time, but you'll be thin, you'll be trim, you'll look great, your skin will you'll look great. Healthy. And, and you'll get all those toxins out of your body. <laughs> so right. if, if I came to you and I didn't know, right, that it, it was black mold. And I said, you know, I don't know what's going on. Here's, you know, I got lost going to work and here's how I feel. And my dogs are acting like they have neurologic problems. Uh, what would you do with me? And how would you begin to look at my blood work? And where do you suspect you would discover that I had mold? So the first thing, obviously, I would do a consult and get all that information, right? Like, you know, you have to, just like a doctor, you have to weed it out. You have to look at the whole puzzle, though. And then I would, you know, I often ask clients, have you been exposed to any water leaks? Have you, do you think you've been exposed to any mold? And then I do a toxicity test with people. So I do have a, a questionnaire that I do with people, which gives me a good idea of where are they holding on to their toxins? A lot of people don't know that they've been exposed. So that's the interesting thing is they don't know. If they know, it makes it a little easier. Then there's skips. There's a few things that we can actually skip. Yeah. If it's suspect in their in their body, you can definitely, um, as a functional blood work specialist, I read blood work very differently than a traditional practitioner or doctor or nurse. And so we can look for underlying infections. We can look for inflammation a little differently. Um, we can look for cognitive issues a little differently within the blood. And so again, it's like, 
that puzzle, right? And then of course we can always do a mycotoxin mold test if, if we need to. Um, they're a little pricey, so I try to stay away from them if we don't need to. Um, and if we need, if, if they really want a definitive, definitive answer, um, there's some great mycotoxin mold tests out there now um, that we do through the labs and, and we get, you know, the actual results of what they have. I just did a friend of mine who had a water leak in her building. Um, some things showed up in her lungs. She's a previous cancer survivor. They automatically assumed it was cancer. Um, we did our mycotoxin test and she is full of aspergillus, which is another um, toxic mold and could come from water leaks as well. So I think those are the two most dangerous, you know, that can really latch on. So, um, so we saw this and so now we're treating her with a mold protocol and her oncologist is just like through the roof. And she's like, look, if this doesn't work in a few months, then we can talk about some traditional therapies. But for right now, this is what I ch I'm choosing to do. That's so, so yeah, so there are definite things. Do you ever find that the mold then becomes a fungus in the body and it starts to manifest like in the toenails and the fingernails and those types of places, even on the skin? Yeah, skin, ears, inside the ears is a biggie. Um, it can exhibit like eczema, so it can be kind of confused with with any kind of skin rash or eczema as well. It's amazing to me of how many people it actually shows up in their ears where um, it's itchy, it's water. They have wet ears all the time. Um, it's such an odd symptom, but wet ears. I mean, that's like, mm -hmm. they always feel like the inside of their ears are wet. So that's a sign that either, um, you know, that you need to decide, is it psoriasis? Cause that's often a thing, or is it mold exposure? And they both kind of go hand in hand with the symptoms like that as well. Don't you think that the mold could actually kick off the psoriasis? I think mold triggers autoimmunity. Yeah. So I think that, um, and, and that's really my specialty is autoimmune, autoimmune, um, anybody with autoimmune diabetes, um, mold, that type, you know, parasites, those are kind of my four areas of, of expertise. And I believe that when we have a trauma and when we have mold, that can be a trauma, traumas will kick off autoimmune symptoms. Does that mean you have an autoimmune condition? Maybe yes, maybe no. Does it mean you have autoimmune symptoms? Absolutely. So, and autoimmune symptoms can be easily managed before you're into a full-blown autoimmune attack. And again, we can see that in regular blood work where most doctors, nurses don't read blood work the same way as a functional level. So I can look at somebody's blood work and within less than five minutes, I can tell somebody if they have an autoimmune issue. So you probably have people coming to you with IBS and late leaky gut and what, like what, joint pain, joint um, pain swelling in swelling in the joints, inflammation, mm. not being able to lose weight, insulin resistance, mm, um, yes. definitely insulin resistance is a big one. Um, leaky gut, IBS, um, headaches, migraines. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And I can't tell you when I worked in the ER, how many women, it was mostly women, women. came in 
and they just didn't feel well. I mean, and you could, I mean, there was no denying. I mean, I clearly could tell there was really so much going on with them in their body, but nobody could find it out. Nobody could yeah. find out why they don't feel well. And that's yeah. when they need to look up Nicole. <laughs> so it's interesting. There are, there are some functional blood work specialists now. There's becoming more and more. Um, I've been trained by an amazing, an amazing, amazing doctor. She's fabulous. And I love to see that people are gaining this knowledge, whether they're acupuncturists, doctors, nurses are, are joining in on her course, which is great. And I become part of her team because I'm so passionate about the blood work part of it. And I look at it going, oh my goodness. It's just like, imagine, I'll give you a vitamin D for an example. So a lot of people know vitamin D and they have their vitamin D tested, right? So on a normal American scale of, of vitamin D, it goes from zero to a hundred. Doctors will tell you that your vitamin D is in the normal range if it goes from 32 to a hundred. On the functional world, we know 250% by seeing thousands and thousands and thousands of documented clients that unless your vitamin D is at 80 or above, you are not ever going to feel your ultimate best. Mm -hmm. So that's just a small example of how we scale things down mm -hmm. where we actually have looked at how do people feel, what are the results and how do we get them there? And that's yeah. just a very small thing. So is looking at vitamin D and every cell in your body needs vitamin D. You need vitamin Absolutely. B to be at your ultimate best. And so I think I've seen, oh my goodness, in the last six months, I've probably have hundreds of blood work. I've seen two people that have vitamin D over 70, two we're so depleted of vitamin D, even yeah. people who are outside all the time, they're just not getting the vitamin B, B absorbed. Um, whether it's if they're wearing sunscreen that deters vitamin D from getting into your system. And we want people to wear sunscreen because mm -hmm. we don't want burns, right? Um, they're either not getting enough exposure. The ozone layer plays a big role. There's so many things that play a big role. Even your diet is so important of how you even absorb your D vitamins. Mm -hmm. And so if you're not eating a, a pretty clean diet, you're not going to absorb those either, even if you're outside all day long. So getting mm -hmm. your vitamin D pumped up is super important, especially if you have any autoimmune issues. So, so mm -hmm. earlier you mentioned supplementation. There's not really, it wouldn't be wise for people just to run out and to start taking supplements because they think they have mold. That would be no. on an individual basis and also based on any other medications that they're currently taking, correct? Correct. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And the other thing people do is they'll run to Costco or they're, I, I say Costco because they buy in bulk, right? They buy the, you know, oh, this is the better price. You know, I'm going to buy this and instead of the smaller thing, right? You know. Um, and they think they're getting a better deal. And I can tell you probably 90% of the things that you buy at Walmart, CVS, Costco, Sam's Club are full of fillers and full of sugar. So again, there's that sugar aspect of, oh my goodness, if you have mold exposure, sugar is one of the worst things for you. If you have parasites, guess what? They love sugar. You know, if you have autoimmune issues, oh my goodness, your body will just ache and not feel good. So, you know, it's that sugar and here we are, they are going out taking these supplements and, you know, they're at literally adding sugar to their bodies. So mm -hmm. anything with an OSE, OS, 
cellulose, sucralose, any of those, you'll see them in supplements that you buy over the counter. And, and sometimes you'll see them in, in good supplements as well, but the portions are so minimal compared to what you get in the store. Right. right? So, and that's what you have to look at. So I would advise either seeing a holistic practitioner, um, a functional practitioner, a chiropractor sometimes can order supplements, but if you have mold, definitely work with somebody who knows mold. Don't, don't run out and, and just take vitamin D and vitamin B and, and ginkgo balboa. My mother-in-law called me. I just, I just got to laugh. I have the best mother-in-law, you guys. I love her to pieces. Um, but she calls and she, and she is 87 and I'm sure she's going to be a, um, I'm sure she's going to live way over a hundred. Um, but she's 87 and she works three days a week, which is fabulous on her feet, eight hours a day. And then she walks three to five miles every day as well. So amazing. She's unplugged. She does not have a smartphone. She does have a cell phone, but it's not a smartphone. She does not have a computer. She does not watch TV. And so she gets her information from customers that come into the store. <laughs> I love it. And so they'll say, oh, well, you should be taking this for your brain health, or you should be doing this, or you should be doing that. So at least she calls me and she'll say, Nicole, what am I supposed to be taking? And I'm like, mama, order you something. Please don't. She's like, I could go to Walgreens. I'm like, please don't go to Walgreens. Yeah, yeah. You know, for the same money, I can get you something that will work, that will be great for your cognitive, you know. So uh, so I just kind of laugh. So please don't rush. If you guys have mold, anybody who's listening, if you have mold, you know, toxicity in your body or you have parasites or you, you, you might not know you have parasites. If you have parasites or if you have autoimmune issues, seek somebody out, whether it's me or anybody else that, you know, has knowledge that can actually help you and walk you through the process. Just don't go out and take a bunch of supplements. So <laughs> Nicole, I, I'm sorry. Sure. That's okay. Me? Go ahead. I'll, I'll ask next. Okay. <laughs> so I was in a corporate apartment in San Diego when I got mm -hmm. the black mold toxicity and so here I am on a travel nurse assignment, sick as, I mean, sick as I could possibly ever be. Wow. And now I have to do all of this stuff that's extra. And really, I just want to go to bed. Yeah. How do you, how do you work through that? How do you begin to, you know, work through the diet and making the food and what are so your tips? I make food as easy as possible for people. I think that's the key is when you change into a new lifestyle or into a new diet or into a new protocol with supplements. I wish I had a packet right here. I could show you kind of like a lot of the supplements I have come in packets. So it's almost a no brainer. And then I teach people because this is very common with anybody with brain fog, right? We forget to take things. We forget. We forget to take our supplements. We forget to, you know, where our car keys are. We forget, you know, when you have brain fog, you can, you know, honestly, I had a client the other day who found her keys in the refrigerator. I get that. She opened the refrigerator to do something. She set her keys down to grab something. Didn't even think about her grabbing her keys, shut her refrigerator for an hour and a half. She was sobbing because she couldn't find her keys. So I try to make things as simple as possible. The amazing thing is we do have these smartphones. Yes. Right. So I actually have clients and I will sit and do it with them 
program their phone to do an alarm for their supplements. That's wonderful. So they know. So that way they know what is that alarm for? Oh yeah, my supplements. Right. Also, so some of my background is I am an NLP master trainer and a hypnotherapist. And so sometimes with NLP, we can just do a little <laughs> anchor to help <laughs> remind as well. So those skills come into play, even though that's not my main practice anymore. Those, you know, those skills certainly come into play. So we can do that as well is give them a little something, whatever they need to help motivate them to remember. But cell phones are great for like, if we use them to enhance our lives and not just take away from our lives, they can be amazing tools. So setting an alarm to take your supplements, um, having them take their supplements at the same time every day. So they're in a routine. Let's create a habit, right? How many days does it take to create a habit? So we want to take them supplements at the same time. And then as for diet, Okay, if somebody goes on to an elimination diet or an AIP diet, um, oftentimes they're overwhelmed because they're like, okay, I can't have this. I can't have that. I can't have this. I can't have that. I literally give people a yes and no list. This is your yes and this is your no. We're not going to focus on your no's. You just need to be aware of what they are. We're going to focus solely on your yes food. So when you start thinking about what can you make with that yes food, that simplifies things, right? And then we're going to make that even easier. You do not have to go out. I love these. I Okay, I spy. <laughs> I know about you ladies, but I go into other groups on Facebook and or on Reddit or wherever. And I look to see what people are doing and saying, especially with autoimmune. Oh my goodness, these poor women are so overwhelmed sometimes. And they're like trying to make a recipe with 25 ingredients and they don't know how to do, I can't have this flour, but how do I change this? And how do I do this? And how do I, and I'm like, I'm like, whoa, let's make this simple. I can teach you how to make a meal with five ingredients. Amazing. An entire meal that you will love, that will taste great, you know? So let's make it simple. There's nothing wrong with just eating a protein and some veggies and maybe a sweet potato. Like that's a perfect meal, right? Mm -hmm. So let's make this simple until you start feeling a little bit better. And then if you're creative and you're like me and you love to create recipes, then go for it. But let's get you to the point where, you know, you're just doing a little at a time because it can be exhausting. And then meal prepping can be, so, you know, spend an hour or 90 minutes meal prepping for the week and have somebody teach you how to do it. So you can make food within 15, 20 minutes faster than you can go through a drive through these days, much healthier for you. And, you know, you have it half of it already prepared. And so I laugh when I see these people that are meal prepping for an entire day. I'm like, oh my gosh, you're, that's just people who are sick don't have that kind of energy. Exactly. People who don't feel well have mold exposure or have chronic fatigue or have adrenal fatigue or they just don't have that kind of energy. But guess what? They could probably do an hour or 90 minutes, even if they're sitting down during part of it, you know? And so that's what I've created next. That's my next big adventure is like teaching people how to cook healthy meals at home without that. being exhausted, saving themselves money. Cause that's a big thing right now with our economy and, and food costs are up all over the country. And so let's bring them down our food costs. Let's eat for the nutrition that you need for your body and let's help you and your families get healthy.
Yeah. I think that's my, I think that's my biggest mission right now. I, I, I definitely am very passionate about this. So you could ask yeah. any questions, but I, I have, I need to film a video. And my husband asked the, I asked my husband a question. I said, how do I say what I want to say on this video for this website? And he said, well, what do you want to say? And so I said, I am so tired of people calling me that they're not well. Yeah. I love what I do, but it breaks my heart because there's still a part of me that's an empath, right? Like I, I truly care about people. I, I, it hurts my heart that so many people are sick. And when you look at the numbers and when you look at how many people have died from heart disease and you look at the strokes and then you look at, I mean, diabetes is now in the top 10 of why people pass away and autoimmune issues from all the complications. And when you look at these numbers, when you look at one in 10 people have diabetes in the United States, but here's what's worse. One in three are pre-diabetic and they eight out of 10 of those don't even know it. Yes. And that number is like staggering. Yes. One out of three people, one of us, if you look at the three of us, one of us could have prediabetes and not even know it if you hadn't, you know, done any testing or whatever. Right. And so, and it's children as well. They're including children in those numbers now. And mm -hmm. that's, that's terrible. You know, they used to talk about obesity. It's not just about being obese. You could be so skinny and be so unhealthy as well. It's just, we've become such a country of convenience and it's so easy to buy something in a box or a bag or go through a drive-thru or go to dinner because we're exhausted at night and we don't want to cook. And that food is driving illness. It's just driving sickness and not wellness. And so I, this is literally my video, you guys, like I really want to turn this around and help people become well instead of sick care because sick yeah. care isn't getting us anywhere. Yeah. You know, yeah. sick care is getting us six feet into a grave. Yeah. So in our area, we have the ski resorts. A lot of people come here and they'll stay for the entire season. And a lot of them will rent homes that um, they typically wouldn't purchase to live in. Okay. So I had these young boys to come in. All of them are sick. All of them have the ear infections. All of them have the sore throats. All of them have sinus issues. They have difficulty sleeping. And as you're asking the questions, it sparked a response in one young man that said, you know, we have this huge shower that we all share. And he goes, I noticed that up in the upper right corner, there's all this black spider web stuff. He goes, do you think that could be mold? Well, when people identify mold, first thing they want to do is to call their landlords or someone to come and mitigate that for them. Do you know of practices that are safe for people to try to eradicate that? Because I know, especially in the showers, when the water comes on, the steam emits, it starts to bond with the spores, people automatically start to breathe them in in that confined space. Do you have recommendations as to a safe product that they can use that actually will get rid of the mold? So the key is safe, right? Yes. We know that bleach will kill mold. Right. And how toxic is bleach? Right. Because then you're going to be breathing in the and bleach. You're going to be breathing in the bleach. 
So my suggestion is when there is a family that is sick and they have something like that, is if they could have somebody come in, a housekeeper or somebody, you know, I mean, it's unfortunate that a lot of people do use non-toxic or toxic cleaning products, but they really do need to use bleach on that product. But I would suggest it not being somebody who has those symptoms. Mm -hmm. So having an outside company come in, having a housekeeper come in, um, you know, and you can ask them to wear a mask or whatever, but more than likely they won't. But bleach is unfortunately one of the best killers of mold in, especially in a shower area. Mm -hmm. And then when it's dry, they need to see where it's leaking from, obviously. If it's coming from the wall, you know, and, and that was our situation. There was actually a water leak so deep into the wall. This was the house I had moved into was a 70 year old house. So, um, and it was so deep into the wall that it wasn't completely in between the two bathrooms. It was actually on the way out. And, but it had come, that mold had started coming in through all of this, the vents and, and everything. So that's why they couldn't find where the leak was. So uh, usually if it's, in a shower area like that, um, there's usually bubbles. You can see bubbles on the wall um, that's moisture behind the wall. So that's when they would need to call the landlord if they were renting a house like that saying, hey, look, there is a, there looks like there's some water issues going on in the house. And it's it's such an uncomfortable conversation. And, and with insurance companies, a lot of insurance companies have no mold policies now or you have to pay extra for mold policies because they know that the remediation can be so expensive. So um, there are remediators that you can look up. Um, I was almost said yellow pages. We don't have yellow pages anymore. <laughs> um, what's the yellow pages? <laughs> the 30 year olds are going to be like, I never heard of those. <laughs> um, pick up a phone book. Yeah, I'll go you know, what, wherever you live, there are people that still have phone books. You guys, I, I've lived in an area that still has phone books. Um, so pick up a phone book or go online and look up mold remediation, remediators. They can test for mold as well. And they can wear hazmat suits and actually clean up the mold, you know, so, but if it's a little spot, you know, have somebody come in, clean it, dry it, see if that's really leaking and feel the area, you know, and, but if it's bigger than that, you need a mold remediator. Don't try to do it at home and don't open walls up. Please, yeah. please. If you think that there's mold in your house, the worst thing you can do is open up that wall because once you do, those mold spores will just manifest chaos within your home. Absolutely. And a lot of people who have gotten really sick and the mold has been pervasive, many people have had to walk out the door with their car keys and their purse and their dog and never go back for anything else. You know, so because it is that. It, yeah. It's that. That's what happened to me. It's like having a fire, but you get to see all your belongings. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of, you know, when people have a fire, they have that grief because they've lost their belongings. Yes. When people have mold exposure and they need to walk away, it's yes. one of the most heart-wrenching things because you can still see and touch your things and they're still there. So there's that emotional grief as well that needs to be addressed if that happens. And so there, it, it can be very compounded situation where it's emotional, it's physical, it's spiritual. I mean, it's the whole gamut when it comes to mold. And so... Yeah, I, I, I watched. And so I think the hardest thing for me was my family pictures because anything that's porous holds on. So 
um, I did have a friend of mine who took boxes of my family pictures and literally scanned them and put them on because this was in 2002. So it was not as easy as it is now, but she scanned them and put them on little zip drives for me. And so I still had family photos and that type of thing, because you don't realize you have to walk away from those things. You have to walk away from furniture. If it's a hard surface that can be cleaned with, guess what? Bleach. You can keep it. (laughs) Um, But again, somebody who has mold exposure shouldn't be with bleach. I don't think any of us should be with bleach, but there are times that, you know, there are people that can help you with those things too. Yeah. Yeah. So for Um, people who might just be catching the tail end of this interview, are there some telltale signs that you can go over again real quickly that people might say, oh yeah, maybe I need to be checked for mold. So funny. We ended up talking about mold today. I know. I know. know. You never know where conversations are going to go. So with mold exposure, if you're exhausted, um, if you have, all of a sudden you have a chronic cough or you have dry eyes or your eyes are wet, like literally mm-hmm. if you have wet ears. So a lot of these things can manifest that you think you might have autoimmune symptoms or you might have other things going on, a chronic cough, um, sore throat. Oh my goodness. Like sore throat, swollen glands, your lips are sore. Um, you have sore touches to your skin. Um, I can't describe that feeling, but oftentimes people say when they touch, sometimes the pain is excruciating, but it's not all the time. Like you could do this and it barely, and it will hurt, but then you can go like this and it won't hurt. Right. So, um, so mold exposure does some uh, constant headaches. So there's all kinds of things that can be going on. Nori, what were your symptoms for the most part? I, felt exhausted. And it was really interesting because I ended up sleeping on the couch in the living room with my two dogs. And I'm like, why am I in the couch? Like I hated the bedroom. And when I would go to work, I'd feel better. When I'd come home, I'd get sick again. And then Pixie started repetitive lip licking. Beanie could only walk if he was leaning against the wall because it was already getting to their brain. But I was exhausted. I was in pain. I had photophobia. I got lost going to work. I couldn't find my way to work. Yeah. Yeah. It was just insane. Yeah. But, but all of those symptoms are, are, can also overlap for other things, right? That you treat. So I think, I think it's when you have no answers, (laughs) you know, and here's the thing, when you have no answers, then you need to start looking outside the box. Is this autoimmune triggers that I have? Is this a mold exposure? Do I have parasites? And I I know I've brought that up a few times, but um, parasites can manifest the same way. And so do I have parasites? Um, And again, you can look at normal blood work and I can tell you if you have parasites where you go to a hospital, you go to a doctor and they'll, they'll think you're crazy and they can do some extensive parasite testing but if we look at your eosinophils and we look at your and your lymphocytes and your neutrophils and your your white blood count basically and your basophils, I can tell you like this if somebody is parasites, mm-hmm. you know, just by looking at their their blood work on a functional level. So sometimes it can be parasites. So the the whole thing is is when you're not getting the answers and when your doctor is telling you you're 
you're crazy. <laughs> you know, like there's nothing wrong with you and you don't feel good. That's a time to seek out somebody else. Cause could it, could it be mold exposure? Yes. Could it be, um, maybe you're in total adrenal fatigue, um, and you just don't know it. Maybe you do have parasites. Maybe it isn't autoimmune. That's just being not diagnosed yet. It takes some anywhere between five to 10 years usually to get an autoimmune diagnosis. So you need to be able to go to somebody who can look at that and know the differences and be able to put the pieces of the puzzle together so they can treat you properly. So they can get this, whatever it is, um, whether it's a parasite or mold out of your body. And if it's autoimmune, um, get this, the underlying infections taken care of that are triggering it and then learn to manage those symptoms with food and, and lifestyle changes. Yes. So for people that have run this gamut and they're like, okay, I don't know where to turn. And they hear this interview. How can they find you? How can they reach out? So they can go to helpyougethealthy.com. And so, and, and find me there. There's, um, they can contact me through there. They can find me on Facebook. Nicole Lonnie's not too popular of a name. They can find me on Facebook and send me a messenger. I am pretty easy to find. Um, so between that, I have a YouTube channel as well, um, which is Good Vibes Cooking Show. They can find me through, and people find me through the fun, funniest way. So those are just some of my outlets. And then my new program is, I'm so excited. Can I, can I talk about it for a minute, Nori? Yeah, Please. Um, so I am starting a subscription service. It's a meal planning subscription. It's a, it's basically a, a meal prepping subscription service. And a lot of people are like, oh, you're going to make food for people. I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm not going to make food for my family. Yeah. I'm going to make food for my family. So what we're going to do is we're going to provide a menu every week and make it simple. So it will include at least five dinners, some lunches and some breakfasts, maybe some snacks too, depends on the week. And then I will provide a shopping list. And I will also have links for people to shop. If they have no physical capability of going out and shopping, they can either order through an Instacart or one of those, or they can order from Amazon or wherever. So we'll have links for them to make it as easy as possible to get their groceries for them. And then every Sunday at 10 a.m. Pacific time, I'm going to go live and I'm going to physically show them how to prep their meals in 90 minutes or less so that they can have healthy meals throughout the week in 30 minutes or less each evening. That's so good. That's so, so I'm good. super excited about this because yeah. we need to start changing the food. We need to, that's, that's a big thing. No matter what illness you have, you need to change your diet. You Absolutely. definitely need to change your diet. Absolutely. So, so I'm super excited. The recipes are great. I've been testing them with other people. I've had a, I've had a lot of a big audience. I've been working with doctors. I have a lot of support and backing on this. Um, so so many people have tasted these recipes. I'm making them simple. I'm making them as delicious as I can. Um, last night I made a Brussels sprout salad, which was absolutely out of this world. Literally had six ingredients. Was super easy to make it make and could last throughout the week. I also made a healthy meatloaf which um, had no egg and no gluten. So, and it was probably one of the best meatloaves my husband said he's ever had in his life. And and he tells me when things don't taste good, he's like, no, nope, <laughs> go back to the drawing board. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, we're testing constantly. We're, te- we're, we're trying and we're testing and, and doing those things. So I'm very excited about that. And, and I really, 
hope that people get on board and kind of learn the good vibes way of eating. Cause that's really what I want is people to have good and healthy vibes and, and really um, be able to change their lives through food and nutrition. And so, and to start being well, that's the first thing of being well is changing their food yeah. and making it simple and delicious. We want simple and delicious and, and save money at the same time. Right. So- the last time we talked, I kind of hinted at this, but since this is cosmic conversations, I just want to go back to your four months in the coma. Yeah. <laughs> do you think do you think something mystical happened? I do. Yeah. I do, especially now that I look back even more. Um, oh my goodness, see, look. Yeah. There's I'm that. so glad you asked that because I've been waiting. <laughs> it definitely is still a trigger. When you said it, I get goosebumps. Um, I did get teary eyed. So much I think happened to me during that four months. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And that I yeah. suspect that's where all of this sprouted yeah. from. It, it it did. It sprouted from this. You know, I think there was a reason. You know, sometimes, and somebody asked me in an interview the other day, um, going through a coma, that's a lot. And then, you know, the, the having autoimmune symptoms afterwards and dealing with that for 20 years before I really got completely healthy. And I said, you know, we don't know who we are until we have an experience in life, right? We don't know who we really are. And I think at that time, people will say, when you're in a coma, do you really think you can hear things? Do you really think that, you know, like, are you in a spiritual space? Are you in a no place? Are you, can you hear the outside going on? And you can hear, I think if you ever know anybody in this situation, please, please talk to them. Please don't think you're not talking to somebody if they're not coherent. Um, I remember the strangest conversations. I do not remember four months worth of conversations, but there are bits and pieces of conversations that I implicitly remember yeah. to like my son. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I said I had these teenage kids, right? And so my son, my kids would come to see me. And so my son came in and his ears were like swollen, like red and swollen and purple. And he and his friends decided to pierce his ears with something probably so unsanitary. And then he put these big things in his ears as teenagers do these wacky things. Well, they didn't last because his ears were infected. So he <laughs> did not have those crazy things much longer because he had to take them out. So nine months later, I'm at home. And he had said to me, hey, mom, can I go to a party after after band practice tonight and um, at so-and-so's house? And I was like, no, 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 you can't. And he's like, what do you mean? I'm like, you are so grounded. He's like, what do you mean I'm grounded? I said, did you come visit me in the hospital and you had these crazy infected ears? He said, yes. I said, you were so grounded. What? I made you. I did this. I, you know, like you cannot do this to your body. I think it is perfect. <laughs> he got retroactively he, grounded. <laughs> and he's like, Mom, you can't ground me nine months later. Like <laughs> months later or something. I did that. I'm like, I'm the mom. <laughs> That's right. Of course, he went to the party that night. But it was so funny because I had this vivid memory of him walking in and me going, Oh my gosh, I can't help him. Mm. 
that was like, I wanted to help him. I wanted to take care of my baby. I wanted to, you know, and so I remember that feeling of like, you know, please, somebody, God, somebody take care of him because I don't, I can't get to him right now. And so that was mm. the feeling that I had remembered nine months later. So I do think that so much happens when you're in that state. I think that the universe, God, who, whatever you want to call it, is such a bigger power than us and taps into us or we tap into them. And so many gifts are given because I wouldn't be here today. I, I I promise you, I, I, I would not be in the holistic health world if it was not for the things that came out of that four months. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I'm so glad you're here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you're both here too. <laughs> Thank you. Do you Wonderful. have a book? Do you have a book, Nicole? I have a new cookbook coming out in February. I have done some collaboration books. I have an old book that is kind of on the shelf that I'm thinking about repurposing um, called Recipes for Life and Your Connections. It's all about connections and the food that we eat and, and the connections that we have. Um, but I'm so excited that I, I actually have two books back to back that will be coming out in February and March. One is an autoimmune protocol um, recipe book. And then the other is actually a microbiome recipe book. So we're just going to move forward with the new things coming out. And I'm super excited about both of these. So, so stay tuned for those. I have put heart and soul into these books. Um, they're, they're tried and true recipes and they are working with clients. So I have people working, you know, like I am using the microbiome recipes for people who have leaky gut and, and issues with that. And we're, and we're documenting it. It's taken almost a year to create this book. So I'm really looking forward to both of these being out for the public so they can start getting well. Wonderful. So. Wonderful. Now we've asked you all kinds of questions tonight, and I would love to open it up to our audience that's here with us in case anyone has any questions that you would like to ask. Uh, if you want to go ahead and raise your hand, and if you cannot figure out how to do that, just come off mute and we will take your question. Do we have any questions? Well, I have something I want to just... Oh. Susie, Come in. you have a question? Yeah, um, I, I just enjoyed the, the last part where you said your son we can't was hear you. again. Uh-oh, you can't hear me? Now we can. You can now? Mm -hmm. Yep. Okay. So, um, Nicole, yeah. you were talking Sorry, about Sorry, no, we grounded. still can't hear you. I can hear her. Okay, you go ahead. Okay. Okay. I, I, I don't know. Okay. All right. Does anyone else have any questions? Oh, good. I can ask you a couple more. Here's what I found. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Siri, Siri must have had a question. Yeah, questions. Um, one of the things that I did want to ask you, I know we did talk um, a lot about mold. And early on, you mentioned that you were preparing a diet a mold diet that you're working with doctors. Absolutely. Is this something that you have on your website? Is it something that it someone is. would have to go to uh, a doctor that specializes in mold? Um, how could people find out 
about this protocol you've developed? They can contact me through the website. They can look me up. If it's something for your clients, Sheila, I'm more than happy to share um, of, of what that diet looks like. It is not on my website as of right now, um, but that's a great idea. Maybe I should start posting them onto the new website. So um, whether it's an elimination diet, a mold diet, a brain diet, so um, or gut diet. So those are the four that I use the most is those four things. So because I do, we do a lot with the brain as well, especially, especially anybody who has had mold exposure, cognitive function is so important. It's some, one of the first things that people have issues with. So, you know, going from a mold diet and then more into a brain diet is probably, you know, the stepping stone. So that you switch things up. I, I do believe that our bodies need a lot of diversity as well. So yeah. Yes. And I, and I do too. And I think that this um, is so timely that we're having the conversation because people who are listening to this, you know, it's the, it's the first month of the new year and everybody wants to put that best foot forward. Um, and so I really appreciate your sharing all of this information uh, with us tonight. Um, and people that can, you know, reach out and get a hold of you. Of course, we'll put all your details, um, information in the video at the bottom. And so um, is there anything in particular that you really, really want to share with people that we didn't touch on tonight? Uh, pay attention to what your body's telling you. Pay attention to what your heart feels. Pay attention to what your gut tells you. I think that is a big thing. So when people don't feel well and they're told by a doctor or a practitioner or whoever that they are okay, yeah, you have to listen to your heart and you have to listen to your gut. Our gut tells us so many things and we know when something isn't right. Like we know if our body hurts or does it feel good or you know, we, we know these things if we, if we stop and pay attention, right? Like oftentimes, and I'm going to be really, I'm going to, I'm going to pick on the women here. We push and we push and we push through things because we're doers and we have families and we have things to take care of and husbands or boyfriends or even girlfriends or, you know, who are significant others, whatever they may be in this world, right? We push because we have a lot of stress and, and we feel like there's a lot of expectations on us. And sometimes we do that ourselves. Maybe it's not the other people that are doing that. Maybe it's ourselves that are doing that, that we have to be the best mom or the best wife or the best lover or the best girlfriend or the best, you know, whatever PTA person or the best one, you know, at their job. And, oh, I can have a job and a family and do everything, but we have to listen to our bodies and we have to take the time out. I think that's the most important thing is taking the time out. And so, you know, and I was guilty 10 years after, 10 years after I had my mold exposure, I had a heart attack Wow! because I wasn't listening to my body. I was pushing and pushing and pushing. And the signs of a woman having a heart attack are very different than a man. So I didn't even realize I was having a heart attack and I wasn't going to those symptoms in case people are not familiar with them. All of a sudden I, my, my ankles had been swollen for about three days. Um, but it was summer and it was hot. So what's the first thing we say? Oh, it's hot. 
I've been on my feet. I've been working a lot. My ankles are fine. I'll take a bath. I'll be, I'll, I'll be great. Um, I was exhausted. Um, and it was a different exhaustion than the mold exhaustion, but I was like to pick something up was like, oh my gosh, I got to pick up this pen. How am I going to find this energy to pick up a pen? It was this crazy, how do I do anything feeling? And then I, I'll just tell you real quick what happened. So I was, I, I had a client cancel on me and I was, and I was walking, <laughs> I, I went to the grocery store um, and I was walking to the meat department and I was so hot and I literally put my head in the meat freezer, right? Yeah. So my head's in, and this lady walks by me and she, an older lady, and she rubbed me on the back. She says, it's okay, honey, they get easier. She thought I was having a hot flash. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and by the time I got up to the checker, the checker knew me pretty well. Cause you know, you get to know your local grocery store. And she said to me, Nicole, do you feel okay? You, you look like something's really wrong. And I said, I don't know what's wrong. I think I just need to go home and lay down. Mm. And so I said, all of a sudden my neck hurt. Like it was, it wasn't my heart. My heart never hurt. My neck was just stiff and, and it hurt. And so I went home and my husband had said to me, do you want a glass of wine to relax? And I said, yeah. And he poured me a glass of wine and I'm not a big drinker as it is, but he was trying to think of something and I pushed it away from me. And he was like, something's really going on with her. And I was so nauseous by this point. And he's like, honey, I think you're having a heart attack. And I looked at him and I said, and I think you're crazy. <laughs> you know, like I have no symptoms of I'm having a heart attack. I think I'm getting the flu or something. Like, I, I, like, I do not know what's wrong, but it's not my heart. And he's like, I said, maybe I have food poison. I like, I was like trying to, my ankles are swollen. It's because it's hot. My stomach was nauseated because, you know, I might have food poisoning. <laughs> my neck was sore because I might be getting the flu. And those were the things that were going through my mind. Like I was like, not even thinking of this could be my heart. So he's, he actually said, I, I finally got to the point where I was so weak. And, and he said, we need to go to the ER now. And so he started driving me. We had to stop a couple of times along the way because I was at that point heaving. Wow. When the time they got me into the ER and they did an EKG immediately, they're like, um, we believe that you're happy you've had a heart attack. And I said, <laughs> when I say women, it, it, and I'm not the only woman that I know who's gone through this. And Nora, you've worked in the hospital, so you probably know this very well. And I said, I don't have time for this. I have a nail appointment tomorrow and it's the only time I can get my nails done. So I need to go home. Like I, there's nothing wrong with me. I need to go home. And so, I mean, and that is so many women are like this where it's classic, right? Like the symptoms aren't necessarily like you see people on TV clutching their chest and falling to the ground, but that wasn't what happened. And you know, so the symptoms were very different, but the bottom line is, is my body was screaming at me, but I was so busy in my mind thinking, I got to meet with these clients tomorrow and I got to do this and I got to do that. And, oh, I do have a nail appointment and I have this going on and I have this going on that I didn't take the time out to listen to what was really going on with my body. Now, here's the best part of this story. The next day, I had this fabulous doctor come into my room, the cardiologist, who was a woman. And she sat down on the corner of my bed 
and she put her hand on mine and she says, I am Dr. Haddock, Fatima Haddock. I'm a cardiologist, blah, 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 right? You know, I've looked at all your things. You know, we need to discuss a few things and, and figure out what we're going to do from moving forward. This was like six, seven hours later, right? And I said, okay. And she's like, and I know you have a nail appointment today. Because <laughs> apparently I had told everybody. Yeah. <laughs> and she says, but if I was your mother or your sister or your best friend, I would beg you just to stay here for at least one day so we can figure this out so we can get you well, so you can do all the things that you need to do. Can I recall and reschedule your nail appointment for you? What a nice doctor. And so I have this amazing energy that I have attracted the right doctors into my life. Mm -hmm. Now, here's the best part. Fatima and I are dear friends Aww. all these many years later. And she refers her cardiology clients to me. Um, and so, which is fabulous. And we just had brunch together a couple of weeks ago and celebrated the holidays together. And I am so grateful she's in my life. So that cosmic energy, right? I've had two doctors in my life that made a huge impact on why I practice holistic health. And at that point that there, the lesson was I needed to take time and listen to my body. And I, and I encourage everybody to do that. That's something that I teach every client now is you have to listen to that pain. You have to listen to that headache. You have to ask why, why do I have this headache? Why do I have this sinus infection? Why doesn't my stomach feel well? You know, I know the doctors are saying everything's okay, but I'm not feeling good. And so I have to be my own best advocate. And exactly. there you go. Exactly. Exactly. That's beautiful. Thank you so much for that. And so again, if you'll repeat your website just one more time for people, how they can reach out, get a hold of you, and check out all that wonderful information that you have to share. So you can go to helpyougethealthy.com. It's my main website. And the new meal prepping website is Good Vibes mealprepping.com and you can put forward slash nori because nori invited me onto the show and that would be great so um good vibes mealprepping.com forward slash nori beautiful thank you and nori thank you so much thank for you. being here and inviting nicole for being my co-host this month i really appreciate it i'm looking forward to uh having lots of fun with you this month. And Nicole, thank you again so much for being here. Thank you everyone for being here and watching. And again, uh, check out Nicole's website, listen to your body, start this new year off with a healthy diet, drink your water, drink and your water. we'll see you <laughs> here next time. So until we all are back together again, namaste and much love, everyone. Happy New Year and lots of good health. Thanks so much. Thank, Thank you, ladies. You. Thank love. you both so much. Thank you. Good night.